Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise in revolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green and Laura Thompson. Debs. Law, how are you doing? I'm good. I've gone global this week. <gasps> you haven't. Where have you yeah. gone global, Law? I've gone everywhere. East, west. I'm on five meals a day to be able to deal with the working day <laughs> I've had this week. How's your week been? Well, I haven't quite gone global. I've just gone up the country. So, yeah. <laughs> and Wonderful. then back again. Yeah. So what I've picked up in my travels is people are getting a little bit fed up fatigued, flat. And it's been a long old year where a lot of stuff has gone on. And I think it's really starting to do people's heads in now that they're unable to plan through all of this uncertainty, unpredictability. How's that picking up with you? What are you getting from your insights and conversations? Yeah, I'm getting the same, actually, Laura. There's a feeling of being a bit flat and a bit um, upset, actually, is coming through on some people with the weather's not being great. It's dark. They're not getting out as much. They're not. They're eating instead quite a lot. So you know they're they're rewarding themselves. At, you know, between each job by having a biscuit, things like that. So it's it's just really a different vibe and a different feel. And that I think some of them are also realizing that this is how it's going to potentially be moving forward. So you know they're trying to get their heads around what does that actually look like knowing that there's Christmas coming. So lots of people are looking forward to that Christmas. It's a, you know, it's a real milestone for people. Well, I think um, what's been interesting is uh, when you sort of flip that, and I think that's something fascinating with time, is that if I'm sort of sitting here thinking, God, it's eight months in since all of this started, yeah. then potentially you're sort of looking backwards and that time is sort of dragging you down. And I think there's something quite extraordinary that happens when you flip that time. So here we are, six weeks to go until the end of this calendar year. What might be some tips that you would give to people who are thinking, right, come on then, let's grab a bit of self-control back. Let's go and get empowered. And uh, how can I get myself ready for 2021? Six weeks to go. Yeah. And my little favourite phrase at the moment is how you feel tomorrow starts the day. How we feel about 2021 depends on how we close down 2020. So what would your advice be to someone who's listening who wants to start planning, even though there's lots of uncertainty and unpredictability, six weeks to go, what would your suggestion be? Yeah, I think there's a big bit around, can I do it? So having the belief, first of all, so can I make this happen? Can I get to that six week period and then set myself up for 2021 as well? So that's the question. And absolutely, yes, you can. And it's reminding yourself of what you have achieved through, I think as well. So taking a moment to reflect and think about, you know, what I've achieved up until this point is amazing because none of us have, you know, gone through this. So we're actually on winning, if you like, all the way through. So And also then I think it's that belief is key. So can I do this? Absolutely, 100%. And that's the message that I've been giving loads of people, that self-belief that they can. Just think, but to be able to then think about it with a plan, I think. So what could it look like? So what is that vision for the 2020, you know, end of 2020, beginning of 2021 taking me through? So sort of fast forwarding out to say, you know, well, what do I want Uh, What's my vision for that? What could it look like? Um, And then taking the time to think about that. And, you know, maybe if you've got some time, I think, over that Christmas period where you've got some days coming to you, maybe just take a moment to think about, well, what could that look like? You know, what is my vision? Um, 
and linking that into your purpose as well. So what's my why? Why would I want to do this? Um, that's going to enable me to achieve whatever it is I want to achieve. So six weeks to go to the end of the year. So T minus six then is I've got to get my self-belief tooled up. So action for anyone listening is you can. Um, no one really knows what's going on. So there's always someone else in the world who's worse off than you, <laughs> feels more lost than you. Um, not that it's a competition, but we can take comfort from that. Actually, we've all been kind of thrown into this uncertainty wherever we were at and the scenarios we've got. The vision then, so so T minus two weeks then is, is uh, the vision. So what does good look like in terms of the data that you've received so far. Um, All right, so I like a six-week plan. So what would happen in week number three, Devs? What would you recommend for someone to focus on then? So I think um, going into um, the, yeah, say, focusing in on my why, but then thinking about how do I start to make the decisions around that? So what decisions do I need to be making and making sure that they align with your values as well. So I think that's really important, Um, you know, so because they help us shape and help us make our decisions, right, if we're tying into anything around our own values. Um, So it's actually taking a moment to think about, yeah, how do my values align to my decision making around whatever it is that I'm planning to do? And of course, this year, as we've seen so much on the internet with all the memes that are shared, you know, this is about valuing maybe slightly different criteria than we did this time last year, you know. So uh, she says, looking at a mulberry handbag, sitting there collecting dust. Um, And then what would be maybe a fifth step you would suggest? So six weeks, let's make over where we're at at the moment, six weeks to the close of this calendar year. What would steps five and six be? I think that's your plan. So plan it out. Take the time to just think about when do you want to achieve it? What milestones are you going to put into play as well? So when you hit those mini milestones, you can celebrate that achievement and recognise where you're going. Um, it's For me, it's always about that, the so what. So I'm talking about it. I've got my vision. I know where I'm heading. I know my why. And it's the next bit. It's the action. It's the so what. What are you going to do now um, that's going to help and keep the momentum for you to move forward with what it is, you know, with the belief that you can? Um, and that I think that's really key because if we um, – how do I set myself up for success? We have to write those plans down. We have to write our actions down. So what's the first step that you're going to do to achieve whatever it is you've chosen to work on? Then what's the next step? And then what's the next step? And being able to, you know, as you've talked about that being flexible is that, you know, other things might come in and change our plan. So we might have to just deviate away from what our action was and think about what's the opportunity that's now giving me um, and be able to navigate my way through maybe just sending it down a different course. So I'm still achieving it, but I might have to meander my way through it, but still making it happen, I think. You know, I've listened to some amazing stories today on um, an event I was part of. And um, what you've just sort of helped me join some dots up is if we link our self-esteem and self-image to the plan. Yes. Potentially that's a bit of a vulnerable thing because that plan might be dependent on lots of other things. If we were able to hook onto a purpose which maybe has more of a time frame that's less dependent on external factors. So, you know, I've been listening to stories today from people with whom, you know, they were on a very clear pathway and they were absolutely an expert and excelling in that. And then suddenly they get a diagnosis, they get a change of plan, something happens that is totally unwanted. How do you then deal with that and then be able to kind of process and 
still make a you know a, a success of things. And actually, it's where it's recognising, I guess, the plan might need to change. It's the purpose, the why am I doing this, which may kind of shift a little bit. And of course, as we all know, deep down, sometimes it's those um, things that happen in our life that we didn't want at the time that actually a new purpose might resurface, which actually takes us onwards and better than the trajectory we were already on. Yeah. And I think that's a bit where you have to have some empathy, some self-empathy as well, and go with that you know, it's happened, whatever it might be has happened. So it's taken a moment and just being kind to yourself as well and recognising that you're still who you are. You've still got the same talents and skills that you had before. It's just, as you said, how do you maybe um, reshape it and maybe explore a different way to to move forward with it and, you know, come up with different ways of maybe looking at it. Think outside the box. I know that's a cliche, but that bit around just thinking differently, maybe be creative with your thinking. Because, you know, as you said before, you know, the obstacle sometimes is the way. Um, so how do we make sure that we find another way around it rather than just keep banging down the same path, hoping it's going to change when it won't? So how do you use that as an opportunity to look at maybe a different way of moving it forward? Um, so that empathy is really key. Be kind to yourself. Have some self-empathy as well. And just yeah. take a moment to go, I'm still OK. Yeah. There was a phrase that people like today, which I think is that fine line between being showing vulnerability. So let's say you're leading a team or you're, um, you know, in a position of influence right now, whether that's your domestic life, your professional life, whatever sphere. And I think there's that fine line between vulnerability and um, showing incapability. Um, so the, the phrase I sort of, you know, you know, I like a metaphor is it's, it's, it's fine to bear your soul in front of people, just get dressed afterwards. Otherwise you leave everyone feeling a little bit awkward and a bit naked. So, you know, it's okay to say to people, actually, we don't know the exact plan. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of being flexible. We're making it up as we go along. But if that's the final bit of your speech, then potentially everyone's left feeling a little bit right. Yeah. Whereas it's the second half of the message is, but we assure you we've got your back and we know that the vision is clear. It's just the path might be, we kind of might be a bit sort of flexible. And there was a phrase that really rung out for me from someone called uh, a chap called John Stepper, who I kind of get his emails. And I just thought this was brilliant. And just building on his metaphor about how you may not have the roadmap, but you still got to let people know and let yourself know that you're still firmly holding that compass. Yes. And the compass may be exactly what is needed now to steer a path and guide and lead others when there's so much uncertainty and unpredictability because looking lost, uh, you know, acknowledging you're lost, I think is quite a vulnerable moment, but sort of saying, well, I don't know what we're doing. Should we just sit down and wait? <laughs> it's potentially it's not an option, the right? bit where, you know, we, we, we lose that energy that actually we're all missing at the moment. And I think that's where the values comes into it, because if you can then align your values, it keeps you on that path because it's true to you. Um, and that bit about moving forward with that and recognising that our values help us make the right decision if we tune back into them and take that moment to think. And, you know, it's always about you're right. I think if somebody is oh, so vulnerable, people get awkward with it as well. I think people get very awkward with it and they feel embarrassed or don't quite know how to react to it. So I think if you're the person that's showing vulnerability and I think it's good to do that, you're also responsible for lifting it back up and step moving it forward, which is really key, as you said. So, yeah, really important to do that. But tuning back into what your values are is key. Yeah. I've had some really interesting conversations with some people as well this week for whom have returned from furlough. 
And of course, the challenge you have when you return from furlough is it's not like you, you don't have um, new girl or new boy um, kind of um, uh, uh, breathing space. You know, yeah. you, you know your stuff. You're a well-known character and you've got to hit the ground running and you're rejoining your business and your team probably when it's not in a very pretty state. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you're not joining the team when or re-coming back into work once you've moved into your big swanky office. You're rejoining the team precisely at the point where that, that established business, you know, needs your kind of wisdom and support. So you've got potentially someone who has been trying to keep themselves sane by not working yeah. however many months, and then you've got to come back in and you're, you're hitting it at 11. And so there's that kind of, whoa, where you've kind of gone from one world to another. So what we're seeing then potentially between the two of us and all of our many conversations this week is that people are a bit tired, they're a bit flat, a bit fed up. And one of the things that usually sort of Jesus up a little bit is being able to plan some good things to look forward to and potentially we're unable to have quite so much certainty about holidays events than maybe we've ever done before which are the traditional ways that we kind of pep ourselves and pep the team up so you know if we're saying goodbye to everyone have a fantastic Christmas have an amazing time see you in two weeks time well, what happens if someone's going home and they're on their own that Christmas? You know, actually, they might miss work and rather have that day-to-day interaction. It's going to be a bit different for us sort of this year. So what would your advice be, Debs, for someone who maybe right when they're listening now is recognising, yeah, actually, I am feeling a bit flat. I'm feeling a bit um, de-energised. What might be something right now that you know in your experience of coaching lots of people over the years can really help cheer yourself up from a professional point of view and feeling on top of your game again? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think one is, um, for me, is focusing on what is real. So not overthinking it and that the rest of the world is moving forward and I'm not. So not going down that road and just looking at, um, you know, opening up to whatever is your current reality. So being in the moment with it and looking at it now. I think also um, I was talking to somebody like you were this week and they, they don't celebrate Christmas, but they, again, Going normally, if they can go into work, they will. But there's the two days they don't. So they've agreed that they they've signed up to a charity to to help you know and do something over that that Christmas period where they're just going out or helping or on the end of the phone for people that might need it. So it's finding your groove. I always say finding what works for you that enables you to feel like you're fulfilling your purpose and you're giving something back or whatever it might be for you. So that you know you you you're the one that's um guiding the journey for you so you're not on your own or not feeling even more horrendous about the whole situation again finding something that's going to help you and give you a purpose um over that period of time um so you know for people like that i think you know that's something to consider for them um on the other side i've you know which is the complete opposite where people are celebrating and putting christmas trees up left right and center as we mentioned before um one of the clients i've been speaking to has just uh, organized um a christmas shopping experience so they would normally go out christmas shopping um and this was what we were having a conversation about so they've set it up that they're going to have a a bit of a mock christmas shopping and they're going to share their favorite shops that they would normally go into um and they're going to sort of intentionally or maybe unintentionally buy some stuff online um, and doing it from there, um, which was really cool. And then they came up with another brilliant idea, which is about they're going to all get together um, in their little teams. So they're keeping it quite small and they're going to turn all their Christmas lights on at the same time and then show everybody what their Christmas lights look like if that's what they want to do. So, yeah, it's very much find what's your reality and what would work for you. 
So six weeks to go till the end of 2020. Sometimes looking forward actually can invigorate us a bit more. So rather than, oh, what a long year we've had behind us, it's flipping the time and thinking, okay, we've got six weeks to go. And the reason why, uh, well, something like that helped me is that the phrase, how you feel tomorrow starts today. So what could you do today that already sets you up for feeling a bit cheery and brighter tomorrow? And how we feel about 2021, which means the new decade has well and truly started, I think is going to be a lot influenced by how we close down 2020. And rather than viewing this whole year as a write-off, which means then potentially it takes me spring till I get into the groove for next year. Actually, how could I pack down this year? What do I need to pack away, tidy up? What do I need to take from it in terms of the, you know, the, the sort of the good stuff yeah. that actually then sets me up feeling really good as we go from one one year to another? Because as I mentioned on one of the sessions that we run, if we're lucky, we get 27,000 nightfalls. That's an average human lifespan. And I think there's nothing quite so grounding as just remembering how precious every day is. So who am I to write off this whole year? There are people out there who would have loved to have the year that we've potentially had. So I think we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to all those people who potentially, you know, haven't had that gift of time. And rather than writing it all off, what can we do actually in the six weeks leading up to the end of this year? So we close it well with a purpose to set up with a bit of a spring in our step for the next year. What would be your final tip that you would give to someone? Oh, I think that that using that six week milestone. So at the end of the week, whether your end of the week is a, a Friday or a Sunday, whatever you class as your end of the week, I would consciously Thursday. just, or a Thursday, yeah, <laughs> consciously just be... Um, just take a moment and be mindful and just sit and reflect on what you have actually achieved in that week. You will have achieved something. You know, you 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 don't just sit there and don't do anything at all. So whether it's you got went out for a walk once that week or you ate healthily once that week, it doesn't matter. It's that bit of recognising the things you have done and the things that you have achieved. So having a set point in time where you just take that reflection moment because we don't do enough of it sometimes um, and then just give yourself a bit like, oh, my God, I have done that. I've moved forward from where I was. And that's the bit, you know, I've come forward from where I was last week and again and again and again. So and then at the end of that year, you know, if you're not a big celebratory person around New Year's Eve and all of that, because I think that's going to be very different for some people this year. Again, it's just take a moment to say I'm closing off this year. The things I've taken from it have been X, Y and Z. And I'm grateful that I'm still here. And then next year, I know what my vision is. I know what my plan is. I know how I'm going to start. And it's all about starting. We have to start somewhere. Oh, I love it, Debs. Now I'm going to end on a chestnut, a corker of your little phrases, which um, I'm going to kind of scribble in Sharpie pens. I miss using Sharpies. Um, And that phrase is sometimes you have to slow down to go faster. So hopefully to anyone listening, this has been an opportunity to check in with yourself, slow it down to actually bring on some energy, take yourself faster and further. And who knows where you might take yourself. 2020 could be the year that something really quite amazing started in your life. So Debs, thanks for that. Love you. Always a pleasure. Love you too, Law. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Secrets from a Coach. Brought to you by Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at wishfish.org.uk.